morning, bitches and dolls. If no one told you they love you today, then I love you because you're you. Let me pour coffee into my coffee cup from Denny's. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll all dance the horror. Wow, I read an article in the Times yesterday. No, wait a minute, Thursday, and I have to read it because it really, and two things I want to talk about today. Who cares about Billie Eilish's sexual orientation by L.Z. Grandison and How I Built My Own Tribe for Hanukkah by Bliss Goldstein. So first, let's read about Billie Eilish. This last week, two conflicting messages have emerged from the world of pop culture, and I'm unsure which represents progress. In one corner, we have Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, a cinematic showcase and celebration of queer influence in her latest tour in music. This last weekend, it opened number one at the box office, a testament of her gravity and artistry. I mean, who doesn't love Beyonce, right? All the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Of course, I'm not single anymore, neither is she. In the other corner, we have Billie Eilish accusing Variety magazine of outing her. The Grammy and Oscar winner turned to Instagram to express her displeasure using phrases such as, instead of talking about anything else that matters, and literally, who can? For context, Variety did not out Eilish. She had mentioned in in an on-the-record interview that she was physically attracted to women and I've never really felt like a girl, and this was reported in a Variety cover story in November. The fact that Eilish initially spoke to the magazine about her attraction to women so nonchalantly was refreshing. It revealed a measure of peace about her identity as opposed to trepidation. Her objection came later after a red carpet event on Saturday where she faced questions about the comments. Maybe the context felt controversial. Who knows? What's clear is she doesn't think sexual orientation is a topic for the public to dwell on. Beyonce very much does. She reportedly began construction of the album and tour nearly five years ago, aiming from the outset to elevate the contributions and lives of queer people of color, particularly those who are trans and non-binary. This began as an homage to her fans as well as her gay uncle Johnny, who introduced her to aspects of queer culture that influence her today. So there's one answer to Elish's question of who cares about a person's sexuality Many of the people seen in Beyonce's concert film care about representation. The ones who couldn't hide growing up, the ones who did and hated it, the ones who never thought they would see someone like themselves on the big screen. You know, who else cares? Crusaders like House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana. He cares so much, he spent much of his professional life attacking queer rights. You know what I always say about anybody who attacks anybody? Let's look in their closet and we'll see what size high heels he's got in there. I'm just saying, right? We recently learned he wrote a foreword to a book that included anti-gay sentiment, and now he's second in line to the presidency. Oy vey. 
Eilish, who's 21, wasn't really wondering who cares about sexual orientation. She probably meant the remark to suggest what should be a societal norm as in. Why is her sexual orientation a topic worth discussing anyway? Such a fair point, unless she's now dating Taylor Swift. Who cares, right? That's the goal, to have it not matter. Thank you, Elsie. Okay. Eilish's sexual orientation and gender identity shouldn't matter, but we don't yet live in that world. We live in a world where 315 anti-LGBTQ plus bills were introduced last year. What's more than 520 had already been floated by many of this year, laws against drag, against gender affirming care, against books, laws enshrining a right to discriminate. I know what Eilish was trying to say. I also know what conservatives are doing in the world that we live in now. How do we live in this world now like that? The disconnect explains why the Renaissance tour resonated in the manner in which it did. It wasn't about making political statements in defiance of those who seek to do us harm. It was about being heard despite the legislative and cultural attempts to silence us. Remember, Florida Governor Ron, Ron Santis, or I call him Ronda, cares so much about us that he championed a don't say gay bill. Oh, my God. So as much as I embrace progress toward a time when sexual orientation and gender identity are non-issues, I can't think who cares. The Republican Party is constantly reminding us that they do. They want queer people erased. The Beyonce fan base resoundingly told us that they, too, care about representation. They need to see queer people of color celebrated at long last. Unfortunately, Eilish's who cares comment is more aspirational than a sigh. We have a sign we have actually progressed to that point as a society, no matter how good it feels to say it. Thank you, LZ Granderson. I love you so much. I read your articles on my podcast all the time. And, you know, next month I'll be doing my podcast with my beautiful Erin Davies. You know, she's the wing woman. I'll be attracting the B people. You figure out what the B word is. Okay, so happy Hanukkah. I'm going to combine these two. How I built my own tribe for Hanukkah. I have my own tribe for years. So even in a small Pacific Northwest town amid rising anti-Semitism, this combines both, you know, anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ plus and anti-Semitism. Bliss Goldstein says, 20 years ago, I moved from L.A. to San Francisco and then Bellingham, Washington. So far north, I could spit across the border and a Canadian would apologize for being too close. For the longest time, I regretted the move from areas with strong synagogues and significant Jewish populations to a town with so many few Jews and one synagogue. It was as if I was living up to my genetic destiny as a Jew, wandering the desert, but this time with more rain. You know, I moved from New York, Brooklyn, in 76 left my community and came out here. Last Hanukkah, I decided if I had enough moping around, even if I couldn't find a critical mass of Jews here in the Pacific Northwest, I could cobble together friends who felt Jewish to me. And now with this anti-Semitism spiking in the U.S., I am all the more motivated to be surrounded by my tribe. 
Truth be told, I initially found my friends up north confusing. I'd assume when I met them, they were official members of the tribe, a tongue-in-cheek way to describe fellow Jews. Take Vicky, for example, a woman I'd met in a local Buddhist meditation group over Zoom. Vicky's ascent reminded me of the pastrami on rye waiters at Cantus Deli. I was there yesterday with Erin Wing Woman. Oh, my God. We sat there and schmoozed. I love Cantus. That's my first date with my husband, Ed. He took me to Cantus. Bliss man, she said once, sometimes you just have to pull the plank out of your butt. Vicky's brassiness drew me to her here in the Pacific Northwest, where niceness comes in all flavors of vanilla. When I found out she wasn't an official member, I was surprised. Being around her was a cream cheese schmear blocks on a poppy seed bagel. Another friend, Janet, a nurse during the Vietnam War, is active in her church, yet every year she lights a menorah. When I moved to town, Janet was drawn to me like chicken to soup, asking for help. Please show me what you're saying, how to do this right. When I showed up at her home the first night of Hanukkah, Janet had already placed all night candles in her menorah. As gently as I could, I explained that Jews only placed two candles in the menorah on the first night one on the far right to be lit, and a second, a helper candle, the one that lights all the rest, called the shamash. Janet returned seven candles into the boxes. I held the shamash, lone survivor chanting Hebrew. Janet swayed by my side. I met more and more people who said to me often in whispered tones that they always felt Jewish. What an odd place for them to gather in a homogeneous upstate Washington where you have to really seek out diversity. It was almost as if they were called here. One by one, the need to know consumed all of them. Many of them found out they were 1% to 25% Jewish. I'm 1%, texted one of them. 1%? I texted back, Ashkenazi Jew. Like me, I'm an Ashkenazi Jew, everybody. Mazel Tov, I replied. As it was getting close to Hanukkah, I felt a few dreidel emojis. I added a few. It takes 10 Jews to form a minion or prayer group. In the end, I pieced together enough of these subterraneous Jews to form my own minion of friendship. I felt connected to the legend of the Prague rabbi who created a man made of clay called a golem to protect the Jewish people. I created a tribe of my own to protect my heart from feeling so lonely. Sometimes that protection is liberal, as literal as in 2020 when the Proud Boys marched into our sister city 20 minutes away. It was Chuck who showed up to stand vigil as he marched through town. His ancestry test didn't reveal any Jewish connection, but his actions did. Other times, that protection is based on the threats that are existing and overwhelming, as when Jews are gruesomely killed in Israel and the reverberation are felt all the way to the U.S., Another non-Jewish friend, Stephen, asked how I was doing. I told him I'd heard about a mother in Chicago ushering her yarmulke-wearing son into the car while a group of stood at the edge of their lawn staring at them with dead eyes. He said, if you need to be hidden, we'll hide you in the basement. Stephen stated this with such sincerity, such care that I felt a lump in my throat. When Jews spin the dreidel of Hanukkah, we play with a pile of the boil-covered chocolate coins called gelt. After he made this vow of protection, our eyes met, and I thought about how rich I am in gent- gent- 
Gentile guilt, I was going to say gentle, but Gentile and gentle. I believe that few people are 100% anything. And if somebody, someone feels they are Jewish or stands up for the Jewish people, they have the right to an honorary six-pointed star. I was brought up in a Jewish household and attended religious school. Yet my 23andMe revealed that I am only 88%, not 100% Jewish. But I feel Jewish through and through, especially this Hanukkah. This year on the last night of Hanukkah, I will think of my nine Jewish friends. And as I ignite each individual wick and its candle sparks to life, his or her face with flair in my mind, it is a good thing not to be alone at the holidays, regardless of which holiday you are celebrating or who you are celebrating with. And I will be celebrating with my tribe. Thank you, Bliss Goldstein's working on her Jewish magic realism novel, The Sixth Soul. Oh, she can be found at blissgoldstein.com. Anyway, oh, both these articles mean so much to me in this time of doubt and freedom in our country. What is our country all about? What will we become? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I really don't. I used to believe that everybody was free to believe who they are and be who they are. And I still believe that for me. So happy Hanukkah to you all. LGBTQ plus people, I love all of you. Jewish people, I love all of you. And you know that. And I am Jewish. And I'm proud to be a Jewish person. So happy Hanukkah. And if no one told you they love you today, guess what? I love you because you're you. Be yourself. Who else are you going to be? TikTok Bubby loves you. Believe in yourself because I believe in you. And if you haven't figured that out already, go to my TikTok, TikTok Bubby. I'm there for all to see and hear too. And I love you.